everyone and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name is Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I have a very special guest here with us today, our very own Coach Paloma. Uh, Paloma has been with us for a couple of years now and um, I'm very excited to have her here. She is our uh, chief bilingual coach <laughs> and um, she works really hard with all of our accounts uh, where staff is uh, speaking English and of course also Spanish and so I thought we could maybe have a little chat about this today because we have a lot of clients that do have bilingual people uh, working for them and then of course bilingual clients as well so Paloma thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today I'm sure you have plenty of to do <laughs> Yeah. Well, some calls to coach, but thank you for having me over. So um, now you have quite an extensive background in teaching and sort of uh, training as well. It's not like this is your first job where you've started teaching and training. So you also used to and still kind of do teach English to Spanish and Spanish to English, correct? Yes, yes. Well, I used to work in a school in Mexico as an English teacher. I have a lot of fun always teaching something. So whenever people say that I have a little bit of a tone, like I sound like a teacher is because of my background. I love teaching. I love helping people do better. And I think that working, training people and coaching people has been the perfect fit for me. Yeah, it really has been. And it's funny because um, I always say that Paloma is like just a different version of me because <laughs> we are very similar in the way that we train and kind of our attitude towards things, which is basically like, this is not that hard. I assure you that you can do it. Just put forth a little bit of effort. And she kind <laughs> of has that same mentality. And the funny thing about she and I as well, is that back when I used to coach calls a lot, uh, people would say, wow, why? what's wrong with her? Like, what's up with her attitude? Why is she sound like this? Why is she talking to me like this? But the thing is, is what they're misunderstanding is that it's a difference between having an attitude and actually just being passionate about what you're teaching. And that's kind of where our similarities definitely come together because I've had people say, oh, listen to her tone. And I listen to it and I'm like, she sounds just like me, <laughs> just with an accent. With an you accent. Yeah. I am the Mexican version of Maggie. You are the, the Mexican version of Maggie. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing about that too, uh, for our listeners is that um, Paloma is actually married to my childhood uh, best friend. He was my neighbor. We met when I was three years old and I've known him my entire life. And um, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, meet Paloma through him. Of course, he was lucky enough to marry Paloma, of course. <laughs> but also, you know, she just was a perfect fit here. And I actually ended up hiring her because initially I had a couple of accounts where we just needed some scripts translated. And I had reached out to Josh and I said, Hey, you know, I, I was wondering if she'd be interested in doing this. And she actually had been doing translations already for all different types of things. So it was really easy for her because she already knew what she was doing and she was doing them all the time. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a perfect fit and I'm so glad that you're here. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, just basic kind of like overall training bilingually, you know, I know for you, we personally have talked about the fact that it's, 
hard to jump between Spanish and English and kind of bounce back and forth. So do you see that as a challenge for some of the people that we are training, some clients of ours, when they, are, you know, maybe English isn't their primary language and Spanish is, and then they have to bounce back and forth between the two languages during one phone call? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge because people think that because you speak both languages fluently, that you're able to just switch or that you're able to translate. Not everybody that speaks Spanish, for example, can teach it, just like not everybody that speaks English can teach it or know the rules or know the reasons why behind we say what we say. So verbiage is very important. Sometimes we know a language in a family setting, but it's not the same as a business setting, commercial. Um, there's a lot of idioms or expressions that we can say that can be misinterpreted by the customer or you know we're taking many risks when we don't have the proper training bilingual so it is so important for us to have the right words to have the right word track to follow the script and make sure that the customers are having the best service in their language and that it doesn't sound translated that it flows mm -hmm. naturally yeah, I know that when you, um, you know, that, that was kind of like the next question that I had was obviously you feel like it's important for them to not only have an English version and to learn it in English, but also to have a copy of the scripts translated for them in Spanish as well, correct? Yes, because it's like people that speak English, we cannot give them a thing to say without the right specific words. That's why people that speak English need the English script to know exactly how to say it, the things that they want to say, to sound authoritative but friendly, to sound professional, to know when to stop and let the customer speak. And it's the same in Spanish. Many times English speakers think, well, they don't need the Spanish script. They know Spanish. Yes, what kind of Spanish do they know? Is it, <laughs> is it professional? Are they going to talk to the customer like they talk to an aunt or, or like they talk yeah. to a friend? Or are they going to talk to them in a more professional way? So it is so important to have the right words in your language to not, to avoid even the pauses and the hesitation because then sometimes customers take control when they sense a hesitation. Mm -hmm. And the hesitation is because the person is trying to translate everything in their head. How do I say, uh, we specialize in helping people with less than perfect or no credit in Spanish. I know how to say, Va a ser muy barato. It's going to be really cheap, but not how to get into those <laughs> professional phrases. Yeah, we definitely don't want to say some stuff like that. Like I've <laughs> noticed too, when you're translating the scripts, uh, that sometimes you've said to me, Hey, I can't use this sentence because it doesn't translate properly. And so you actually take the time to go through the scripts and reword things in certain areas to make sure that it not only sounds professional, but that it also makes sense in Spanish. And I think that that that's really important for people to remember. I mean, you know, those of you who are listening, if you have bilingual staff or you are bilingual yourself, it is important that the scripts are available to them in both languages. Now, do you think that it matters in which language you teach the person first? Like, it, you know, is it better to teach them in English first or is it better to teach them in Spanish first? What helps them absorb the material best? I like to go over the language first. The script should be written in the language that they're not so familiar with, and the explanation should be in their own language. That way, they start to use the verbiage for the opposite language. How can I say it? For example, 
if a person speaks Spanish mostly, if that's their main language, and then they're going to have to deal with customers in English, I like to have the script in English in front of them and give all the explanation in Spanish first so that they understand the whys. And then I just provide them with the Spanish script so that they can follow along and we can go over it. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's super tricky sometimes and it can take longer and just like everything evolves i mean even you maggie sometimes you you're always working on making the scripts even better as times change and everything you're always on it and we're always customizing things mm -hmm. same thing in spanish sometimes i go over the translations that i have done in the past and i'm always working on them to make them better and as we learn more from what our customers need we keep improving them so i think you know starting with their opposite language or with the language that they're not so familiar yeah. with in writing and then just with the explanation in their own. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes language. sense. That's great. Um, one of the things that I distinctly remember from uh, one of the clients that we had, it was one of our first clients to actually be like primarily Spanish speaking. And I remember you sending me a message because you did a sample call for them and we did a mystery shop. So she called in pretending to be a Spanish speaking customer. And then she basically told me what happened because uh, I don't speak Spanish. And <laughs> she was like, hey, they're using some slang here that means something that's super inappropriate. <laughs> and that was when I kind of started to realize that, I mean, just like in English, here, you know, we have the exact same thing. There's plenty of words that you can say that mean other things, some of them inappropriate as well, some of them simple like there, there, and there, um, you know, but sometimes there are words in Spanish that they say that are super unprofessional in like a business setting and that they can sometimes mean things that are also inappropriate in slang, correct? Yes, or that could be confusing. For example, I mean, like you say, it happens in English too. I live in Texas, and when I first moved here, I came from Wisconsin, where I used to live. And when I came here and I heard people saying that they were fixing to do something, I didn't understand, <laughs> right? It's an expression. I'm fixing to cook. I'm fixing to get in line for the, you know, payment. Things uh -huh. like that were super confusing. Same thing happens in Spanish. And then when we have people speaking Spanish from Venezuela, Mexico, um, Puerto Rico, it all varies. So having a professional approach where we're not saying something insulting or that could be considered insulting for, let's say, Mexico, it's it's super tricky. I think the term was to refer to big trucks. And yes, it was. for <laughs> me, it was scary. Like, really? They're saying that? But then I I realized for some people is normal for me. It was very alarming. Yeah. Well, also too, I know we've talked before about this and this is the perfect opportunity for us to chat about this, but I remember trading a store and sending you a message and saying, he keeps calling me mommy. <laughs> and I remember asking you like, why does he keep calling me mommy? And I, you know, when I was training him, yeah, it did make me feel slightly uncomfortable. I mean, it probably shouldn't have, but I was like, why can't he just say like, ma'am or okay, or how about just yes, like you don't need to attach any sort of, you know, anything to it, just yes works for me. Um, and so do you find that that happens sometimes too in, in Spanish where it's not necessarily intentional, but sometimes they throw like those terms of endearment out there in that type of a setting. And then that also makes it slightly unprofessional as well. Absolutely. Something that I always tell them is there's nothing more personal than saying somebody's name. 
it address the customer by name always. And that is the same case for English and Spanish. So it sounds personal and it sounds professional and it lets the customer know that we are listening, that we care about them as a person. So yes, we have to avoid the papi, mommy. It's common <laughs> in some places and I actually find it super sweet I think it's (laughs) that's what you told me and I was like I don't know why this is making me so uncomfortable (laughs) I guess because you know anytime I'd ever seen it it would be like in a movie you know where you know a woman would be walking down the street and somebody would be like hey mommy you know and so to me I was like okay why does he keep saying this and you were like you don't need to (laughs) you don't Don't need to worry yeah it's just so it's funny. not hitting on you, maybe. No, right. And that's what you think because that's yeah. all I'd ever seen it in really is movies. I mean, uh, I live in a, a very small town. I mean, I come from a big city. You know, I'm near Milwaukee. Um, so, yes, of course, we have plenty of Spanish-speaking people around. But my neighbors are actually from Mexico and uh, talk to them all the time. Never once have any of them called me mommy. So Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's not common in Mexico. And I call my daughter mommy, which is more common mm-hmm. for like a, a daughter, which is funny. I mean, I am her mommy, but I call her <laughs> mommy. It's just things that are customs. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's things that you pick up from the place where you grew up but when we're speaking to the customer it is best to stay on the safe side and call them by their name Mm -hmm. something (laughs) else that I was just thinking about is the words that sound very similar in English Mm -hmm. and in Spanish for Mm -hmm. example the word compromise compromise for you guys means something and for us sounds like commitment so it's it's very very different so I hear a lot of people saying on the phone hey you know no compromise just come to the store and I know that they mean you know you're under no obligation to Mm. buy no commitment that's why again it's super important to train people with the right verbiage and even though they speak the language fluently sometimes they're thinking one thing in their brain and I know what they mean Mm -hmm. Uh, or the expression every other day that expression doesn't exist in in Spanish like oh we do this every other day yeah that doesn't exist in Spanish we would say something more like um one day yes one day no that's what the, the, the literal translation would be Yeah, it's, you know, so many tricky things in each language. Well, I know the other day you posted a message in our uh, Slack channel and you were like, hey, this doesn't exist in Spanish. I need to reword this. Does anyone have any ideas? And the team, of course, came to the rescue and everyone did the best they could to try to help you. (laughs) But that happens frequently. And I think that's a really, that's a great example, just the word compromise. Like to us, it means something totally different than it does in Spanish. And if you have a, a... bilingual person a native spanish speaker saying it to somebody whose primary language is english they're totally going to misunderstand what you're saying if you say compromise um and even like i noticed too in a couple of the calls that we i remember us talking about this as well as a group was one of the phone calls where the dollars and cents uh were mixed up like you know it was somebody from i don't remember if they were from peru or where they were from but Mm -hmm. they don't say like $25.22. $25.22. And so she was trying to collect a payment, but she said like $22.25 or something like that, $25.22. And the customer yeah. was like, huh? You know, so even just those little tiny things like that, even just, you know, money, little stuff that you're not probably thinking about. And if you do have bilingual staff, I highly recommend that you have some sort of a process for them in English and in Spanish to follow. Um, 
So a couple more questions here for you. So what, when you're training somebody uh, that is uh, bilingual, um, I know that you mentioned that you feel like it takes a little bit longer. When you're coaching those calls, do you coach them in English and in Spanish? If if the caller is speaking English and, of course, your bilingual person is speaking English, how do you decide to coach the call? What, what do you do? Yes, well, what I do is if the call is in in English, I have to tell them what they should have said in English so that they hear even the pronunciation. Even though I have an accent, there are things that I know that will help them that have helped me. And then I also explain in Spanish why we said that and what that meant. So yeah, it takes about mm -hmm. twice as much. And it's hard to explain to a person that doesn't speak another language or even, you know, English and Spanish to mm -hmm. explain why it takes so much longer. Like you asked me, Maggie, well, why don't you just do one in English and one another session in mm -hmm. just in Spanish? I'm like, it has to be both yeah. mixed. Yeah, it, it makes has sense. to be both. Mm -hmm. I mean, I took uh, French in high school and I, pff, I remember very, very little of it, but I do, that's exactly how she would teach. She would teach you what you're saying in French and then explain what it was in English. And that was the exact same way that, that she did it because otherwise you have no idea what you're learning. And definitely, you know, the same thing goes for two words that don't necessarily mean the same thing, but sound similar. Um, so yeah, so that's great. So do you feel like when you have somebody that is bilingual, that it's, they're easier to train? I mean, obviously it takes longer, but do they pick it up more quickly since they're learning it in two languages? Well, that is a tricky question. And it goes back to the first question that you asked me, what do you teach them first? Mm -hmm. How, what they learn first makes a big difference. It's funny because my first language is Spanish and I'm more used to English because you trained me, Maggie. So for me, <laughs> the, the first thing I learned on coaching and training and the scripts was in English. So it's so, it, it's so tricky. I was thinking that it, it is probably beneficial for them because they're technically getting double training. Yes, absolutely. So I would think, you know, I mean, essentially you're, instead of doing three one-on-ones, it's more like you're doing six because you're yes. actually teaching them in two separate languages. Uh, and of course, I know it always depends on the person too. Like yeah. that's one of the things that we always talk about. Uh, you can have a store come on. They can be, you know, the owner can be super into the training, really into it, approve the scripts. Everything's good, ready to go. And you can get not even a week in and someone else can come along and say something to that owner. And then all of a sudden the account decides they don't want to, you know, do training anymore. Or you can also have a situation where you have upper management that isn't necessarily super into it. And then the staff, of course, is going to follow that lead. So there's a lot of different things that kind of factor into how quickly someone will learn, how effective they are with the process. But I've definitely noticed we have a couple of clients uh, where you and another coach are kind of sharing the account because they have calls in English and they have calls in Spanish. And it seems like some of those staff, now that you've been translating their scripts for them, have really improved and their call quality has improved in both English and in Spanish now that they've had kind of that extra training and they've had that Spanish training as well. Yeah, absolutely. It It is so important for them to have both because it helps them improve in 
both languages. Even mm -hmm. if English seems to be a weakness, then sometimes it even becomes a strength or it becomes a stronger mm -hmm. um yeah skill. I I absolutely love working with people and telling them how to better say things. Uh in just to share something additional, just for example, we don't have words in Spanish that start with S and then a consonant. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I just have to go into this example. No, go ahead. And if anybody benefits from this, just understand why we say a school, a stop, a special mm. is because we don't have those words with an S and a consonant. So we feel the need to add a vowel right before the <laughs> S. <laughs> and it is usually E for some reason. I've so, never noticed that before. I never yeah. noticed that you said that. <laughs> well, I don't say it because I'm super conscious of that. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Providing training, good training for your people and not thinking that this is going to be an expense, but an investment on how they're going to sound. Mm -hmm. It is so, so important. And I want you to know that sometimes, you know, like you mentioned, Maggie, sometimes management or sometimes the owners are really excited. But when I'm training somebody, the difficult thing is I am going, I am in the one on one and people say, uh huh. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get that mm -hmm. feedback, you don't get that engagement, and it's even really hard to tell how is this going to go. If you know, do you have any feedback? Do you have any questions for me? Mm -hmm. They don't answer, and you know, yeah, there's going to be a person that is not going to be really into training. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go to do their role play, and they yes. can't even find the greeting on the oh. script, despite the fact they're all in color coded boxes, and you've trained them for three hours. You or know, even that... worse, they tell you, "Let me look for the email where you sent me this," which shows they haven't even printed they it. They haven't yet. even touched it in you yeah. know two days, three days, five days, yeah. sometimes even longer. Yeah, totally. That is very frustrating as well. I mean, we we deal with a lot of that as coaches, you know. And I always say, like, the best piece of advice that I can give you if you're looking to do training or you just want to organize your calls, there, you know, the first thing is that you have to remember that if you are the owner of the company, you are the owner of the company, and the people that work for you should absolutely uphold a standard. There needs to be a set standard. I mean, you know, I personally here, if I had a coach that wasn't really giving it her all, I would, or his all, I would definitely have a conversation <laughs> with them to make sure that they understand that the reason that we're here is to help people. And if they don't have that same goal in mind, then maybe they shouldn't be here. Um, and I also think too, that it's really important that owners and managers do training too, you know, that they are in on the front lines, you know, have your coach do a one-on-one -on -one with you and teach you the exact same things we're teaching your people so that you can demonstrate how wonderful this is from the top down. I have an account uh, and it's not Paloma's account. It's, it's, uh, they are working with um, coach Stephanie, but we trained the whole team and they just weren't getting better. It just was not getting better. And it had been a full quarter and they were still really poor with their uh, appointment set ratios and not obtaining contact information. And I ended up, you know, reaching out to the owner and I did a training session with the owner and we started coaching calls for the owner. And all of a sudden the entire store just exploded and they're doing wonderful now. And awesome. everything, you know, all kind of came together because of that one owner going, I can do this. This is easy. Let me show them how easy this is. Train me what I need to do and coach my calls. So, you know, those of you out there who are thinking about it, you know, approach it with that uniformed, um, you know, perspective and make sure that everybody understands, hey, look, we're doing this to make things better. The goal here is for everyone to improve across the board. 
even you. And I think that, you know, doing that really makes a big difference. And also my advice would be if you're going to be training your team and they are bilingual, just start right off the bat by having us translate those scripts for you. So you have those copies ready to go. It is a little bit tricky when we get, you know, three months in and then they go, well, we would like these scripts in Spanish because then we have to go back and then do the training again with those people and then train them in Spanish. You can't always just hand them the script and expect them to know it. It does still require a little bit of an explanation, especially if the person is struggling with the script in English as well. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day. And I know we've got Christmas coming up, so it's even extra busy for everyone. Um, But I think this is really helpful and super beneficial for people to have the opportunity to hear some advice from you on this topic. And I know it's very, very popular. We have a lot of bilingual clients and those clients have bilingual customers as well. And I think it's important that we serve everybody in uh, as many languages as we can. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Gracias, Maggie. And Feliz Navidad to everybody. Yeah. One more thing I want to point out before I let (laughs) you go is if everybody remembers last year for New Year's, I posted a perfect phone call. And that gentleman is actually from Paloma's account. And um, we recently did a perfect score contest for that store as well. Did he win the perfect score contest? He won. won (laughs) (laughs) So not only did he have the perfect call last year but we also hosted a contest for his store and he won that too um but that call was perfect and I feel like that really just kind of speaks to the level of training that you have and how you kind of hold them to a higher standard and how they really appreciate it and that account just absolutely adores you uh they think of you as one of the team and that's what we want to be you know we don't want to just be Uh, some sort of nuisance to the people we want to be part of the team and we want to help everyone grow and succeed yeah we are not the enemy I take it very personal when I see their grades because I was the trainer so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's important for me that they do great yep Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on this uh, episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. If you are going to be around this Friday, which is, of course, December 23rd at 8 a.m., I will be on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show uh, with Jim and Michelle Rhodes, and that's going to be live 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And I did post the link on our Facebook page, so you're welcome to check that out. And then also, I'm going to be participating in a webinar, and that is going to be on Thursday, December 29th, and that's at 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I also posted that link to the Facebook page. I have a limited amount of discount coupon codes. So if you are interested in attending that webinar. It is a paid webinar um, and you can find the information about where the proceeds are going on our Facebook page. But if you like a discount code, reach out to me, M-A-G-G-I-E at cnmcoaching.com or you can go to our website, cnmcoaching.com and click contact us. Those emails come to me too and I'd be happy to provide you with a discount code uh, just so that you know if you are interested in using that discount code for Friday. It is going to be $30 off the $79 ticket price and the discount code is capital C-A-N-D capital M capital D 
I-S-C-O-U-N-T. So it's C&M discount, but the C, the M, and the D are all capitalized. And you can use that to go ahead and register for that webinar. The webinar is going to be on converting leads into appointments. And um, you can find that information, or I should say you can find the link to the webinar on our Facebook page, but it's going to be on Eventbrite. Uh, so you can check that out there. And uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas. And uh, I will talk to you all real soon. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.